Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Water into wine, healing the official son, and healing the paralytic at the pool. So we've done three of the seven signs. Our next chapter, chapter, uh, because uh, we will have uh, two signs, uh, feeding the 5,000 and walking on the water. So that will be a busy, that'll be a busy chapter. Um, How'd you you do with the test last week? Uh, How'd you do with it? Do you think we should try it again? That's what I'm, I'm working on. Do you think we should try it again? So let's, uh, now, you don't want to blurt this out, okay? Um, but I got a, a question on uh, each chapter so far, and there are five of them, okay? Uh, the first question is, the invitation of Jesus to follow him was two words. What were those two words to the first disciples to follow him. What were those two? That's chapter one. Uh, Chapter two, what or who did Mary instruct and and what did she say? In, in, In chapter two, (laughs) <laughs> Get on to him, Diane. Talk to him. Keep you blind out. All right. Chapter 3. What time of day did Nicodemus come to Jesus? Okay. We are we are we going are we doing all right so far? What kind of water did Jesus promise the woman at the well? What kind of water did Jesus promise the woman at the well? And then in chapter 5, which we're still in, uh, what did the invalid man do once he realized it was Jesus who had healed him? What did the man do when he realized it was Jesus that healed him? Okay. Okay, who got, who got chapter one? The invitation of Jesus to follow two words. What were those words? Diane, you want to venture out on that? Nope. Close, but no cigar. Close, but no cigar. Jim. Wow. Come see. Excellent. Excellent. What did, yeah, that was for you, Jim. (laughs) So, what did she, what did Mary tell the servants? (laughs) What do what? (laughs) 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, but I want you to know I got my Bible just in case all else fails, okay? I'm, I'm so old school. We were just talking about that. I'm so old school. I, anyway, I don't trust any of this, okay? Uh, yeah. What did uh, Mary say to the servants? <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. What time of day did Nicodemus come to Jesus? Huh? It's nighttime. Yes, very good. Oh, what kind of water did Jesus offer the woman or said was possible? Woman, what kind of water? Oh, you guys are getting so good. That is excellent. Oh, no, I'm, that's really good. Okay, that was really good there. What did the invalid do once he found, realized it was Jesus that healed him? Close, but no cigar. I'm sorry? No? What did Jesus do? I'm, uh, what did this paralytic do once he realized it was Jesus who had healed him? What did he do? Close but no cigar. Who did? Who did? Christine, who did? The officials told the officials. Excellent job. Excellent job. You work hard. You want to build them new pathways in your brain. What do they call those? We worked on that one time. Do you remember Phil Bauer? It, it is pathway. Yeah, oh, okay. We've got build them pathways in your brain, them new pathways. That's what we're looking for, right? All right. Um, I don't know where you caught on, but Daryl is, uh, is my uh, research analyst. I have a research analyst. Daryl is it, okay? And so there, uh, especially uh, he uh, gave me some notes, and I, I don't know whose uh, notes these are, Daryl, okay? Uh, was it, did you call it the Mirror Bible or the Mirror Bible? Okay. I'm sorry? Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, okay. All right, uh, let's do our introduction. We got just a, I, I think we got a, a couple of verses left to, to do about the Sabbath, and then uh, we will start the first of one of these long discourses that are so typical with John, okay? So we, we have a lot of work ahead of us tonight, and it's, I hope it's as fun as can be, but um, anyway, we'll work on that, okay? Let's go uh, with um, chapter 5, 16 through 18. Uh, so be, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always at his work to this very day, and I am working. 
For this reason, they they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. You know, very often we think that the, the problem is that people misunderstand us. Well, here, that's not, that's not here. They understand him clearly, and that's what really upsets them, okay? They understand him, and what did he do that really ticked them off right there at the end? He made himself equal with God, and that really uh, ticked them off, okay? Uh, it, but we're thinking about the Sabbath day. Do we all know where the Sabbath day came from? Creation story, he creates, he creates, he creates, he creates for six days, and then on the seventh day, he rested, okay? And I think that was one of the Ten Commandments as well, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, I think is the, I think is the, commandment. And, but what did Jesus say? Now, now, God rested from creation, but he didn't rest from everything, see? And that's what Jesus is, going, Jesus is arguing here. He, he, does, he doesn't rest from everything. Uh, he, 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 and there's only a couple of texts in which they, I'm talking about the uh, Jewish leaders, uh, clung on to uh, about and and about the Sabbath day and not doing any work on it, but then they just took it to a whole nother level and got really weird with it. Uh, you couldn't walk around with a a pin, a needle in your in your clothing. If you did, you were bearing a burden and. You know, like if, if, you, if you forgot and left a pin in your clothing, then you're breaking the Sabbath day if you wear it on the Sabbath day. Um, when, when Jesus um, spat on the ground and, and mixed it with the uh, dirt, and, and they said that was making martyr, and uh, he, he couldn't do that on the Sabbath day. So they get all these weird things, okay? But remember that the rivers still flow on the Sabbath day. The sun still shines on the Sabbath day. Birth and death happen on the Sabbath day. Life goes on. And his more important attributes are not off on Sabbath day, and that is his judgment, his mercy, his compassion, his love continues. And guess what? So does Jesus. And we'll see you through this. Uh, now, uh, we're, we're going to really uh, start now on this discourse. It, and I, if you've looked at your uh, Bible, you can see there's a, a long discourse. And, l- and let me tell you that this, okay, that's why I'm thinking, okay. That doesn't necessarily make it all right either, Okay that John has lived long with the words of Jesus and his actions in his life. He is not trying to pin necessarily what Jesus said 
but he has learned what Jesus meant. And he's trying to get this into a form in which people can understand Jesus as he does. And so we got these discourses. And through these discourses, we've already kind of bumped into it. Uh, uh, John is not all that concerned uh, for, for who's talking. So, so it may get confusing as to who's talking, whether it's Jesus or whether it's John pinning it down or, or uh, maybe some other character there. Uh, we'll try to pay attention to that. Um, uh, but uh, John's not concerned about that. Uh, these things need to be said, and we need to understand what Jesus was trying to tell us, okay? That's what we're working on. Uh, somebody already prayed that uh, using our, yeah, th- we're, we're, we're using this to get into our intelligence, okay? Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that it gets into our heart. And so, but if we live with these words, as John did for such a a time, they will drift into our heart. That's what we hope for, amen? And then our souls and our spirit are changed by them. That is, Jesus changes us. All right, so uh, let's go to the first of the long discourses. I changed the way in which I uh, arranged this outline to uh, just because this is so so much different. Uh, uh, Again now, uh, John will talk like these are not promises because John has lived long enough that much of what Jesus said is fulfilled in his life. Okay, so he he talks with more, I should say, concrete authority as to the ability of Jesus to carry out what he says. All right, Jesus gave them this answer. Truly, truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. I, I remember as a young man uh, reading John, I, I know whether I told you or not, but one of the first things I knew when I, Jesus became my Lord or I accepted him as the Lord of my life, one of the first things I knew I needed to do was to quit smoking. And, uh, and it was for religious reasons, obviously. I'm following Jesus Christ and... and um, and so I, I quit smoking, and I, and I had a uh, little booklet on the Gospel of John. It was just about the size of a pack of cigarettes, and I'd put it in my shirt pocket. And so I'd reach for a cigarette, and there would be the book of John, and I was such a job that I had on the railroad, I didn't have to uh, keep my eyes on the road all the time. So I'd get it out and I'd read it. And when I read this here, I, I, I tried to understand that Jesus is saying he sees what the Father's doing, and he does it. It's almost like here's God, and here's Jesus, and Jesus watches God, and when God makes a move, he does too. And 
because he does what he sees the Father doing. And so I know it just uh, it really, uh, really grabbed me because here now we, we have a human being that is seeing God and mimicking his actions here on earth. So if, you, if you're concerned about what God is doing, just look at Jesus. That's what God is doing. And, and, and he says it here. Uh, um, and obviously, he will, he will say it again. Um, all right, let's go to the next one here. Um, For just as a father raises the dead. And this, this was a, a, um, a belief throughout the Old Testament that the only one who causes a resurrection is God himself. Uh, and and that, that was understood. It really, uh, anybody know the story of Naaman? Yeah, okay, and Naaman gets a reprieve to, to go to Israel looking for healing. And he shows up at the king's uh, court with a letter from his king to that king. And then the letter said uh, to heal Naaman of leprosy. <laughs> and he gives it to the king. Well, the king. And the king says, am I God that I give life and that I kill? And that was, that's a really uh, well uh, concise way that that belief in the, in the Old Testament that only God does resurrections, okay? And that's what you, what you see here. In the, for just as a father raises the dead and gives them life, okay, uh, only God does that. And, and that, that's, their, that's their belief. Even so, now the son does what? He gives life. The, the, okay, not just God, but the Son gives life to whom what? He is pleased to, to give it. Okay? All right. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. Wow. Wow. Now this is really mounting up, you know. Uh that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Oh, my gosh. And so a rejection of Jesus is a rejection of God, the one who sent him. And, uh, and so, all right, we'll go to the next one. <clears throat> Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Amen. And uh, this is the way uh, John understands Jesus and understands what Jesus told him. And it. It is not a surprise. Well, one of my favorite verses in all of John is, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's quoting the King James, that's, but that's where I uh, memorized it. Gerald.
Yes. Right. Now we're made alive by him. I'm sorry. Very good. Spiritual uh, resurrection. And remember, when we talk about eternal life, we're not so much talking about the length of the, of the life that we're getting, but the quality of life. Okay? The closest thing we have akin to that that experience other than the spirit itself, who, who bears witness with our spirit. The, the only thing we have, do you, do you, have you lived long enough and understand that there is a certain exuberance of humanity, natural humanity, a certain natural exuberance? I'm, I, I, I don't know if I would. Obviously, that's not communicating, okay? So <laughs> I come at this again. <laughs> that you have a sense of joy and celebration. Okay. Yeah. Even, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that kind, yeah. That's the only thing close to the quality of life that God gives us in Jesus Christ. Okay. Or that Jesus Christ, here actually what Jesus Christ gives us. Okay. And he's, he's the one who is able to do this, uh, to give us that, uh, that kind of wonderful, that wonderful life. Um, before I go any further, I better, I better uh, do this. Jesus is giving them a different Sabbath. And this goes back to uh, what Daryl and I talked about and what I talked about a minute ago. He doesn't take the Sabbath away from them. He gives them a different Sabbath. Okay? You kind of go along with that. Okay. He will give them a different temple in, the, in these passages. Tear this temple down, and I will build it back in three days. What's he talking about? Yes his own resurrection, and of course, the temple then is us. So it's a, it's a different, it's a temple, but it's a different temple. Jesus offered Nicodemus a different birth. And Nicodemus, he was hung up on the first one. Well, how can I be born again? How? You know, uh, how can I enter my mother's womb and be born? No, no, it's a different. It's a birth nonetheless, but it's a different. And by the way, did you experience that when you, I, I have to go back to Jesus as my Lord, because I think I was saved years before that, but it didn't have much effect on me. And then later, when I became a young adult, uh, that that became uh, very important to me. But But I had a sense of, Everything was all new. You, 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 thank you. I, I was looking out the same engine window. That's where the brakeman sat, okay, on the, on, on the left side of the engine. And I, I look, look out. But everything was brand new. It was the same railroad and same track and everything. 
But still, there was something that everything was brand new for me, and everything had changed. Uh, and the last one of these is a different well. Uh, he, he gave the woman at the well a different well, and one that flowed with living water. Later, it will mount up a, a spring of water uh, mounting up to everlasting life. We'll get that. I think it's in the seventh chapter of John. We're going to come back to that idea of water and living water. Uh, he's going to offer those who are thirsty uh, that drink. All right. Um, God raises the dead, and we and we talked about that uh, in in terms of Naaman. Okay, all right. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is death and life here. Remember, John loves those two different things, like light and dark, death and and life. Uh, he he loves to talk about those contrasting things. Okay, and ever since the Garden of Eden and uh, and the eating of the forbidden fruit, uh, there is a dualistic uh, approach to life ever since then, okay? Because then you know what is good and evil. You, you got the contrast, okay? Then, you know, after that, you, you, you know that, okay? Truly, truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who here will live. Who is that? Had one taker on that, okay. <laughs> it's us, of course. If we hear him, we receive that life. Okay. Voice of the Son of God and those here will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And this is carrying out, again, our e equality with God uh, that uh, uh, Jesus has. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the son of man. Now we got a new title. And this one is the most slippery of all to me. Uh, to talk about, and that is the idea of the Son of Man. Um, and you, you, to, to pick up this idea of the Son of Man, you have to go all the way back to Daniel, uh, the book of Daniel, and because that's where you're introduced to the, the Son of Man. Uh, and I, I know it's, um, but this Messiah, but he's given the name Son of Man there. And that is um, a difficult one uh, to, to work with, okay? But it's, wor it's well worth your time. Um, you, you can read in the book of Daniel. Uh, and, and there, the, the Son of Man comes at really difficult times that uh, Daniel's talking about. Very difficult times. Um, it, it's, it's about uh, where you would almost get close to erasing the Jews on earth, just erasing them. Um, 
and the, and the Son of Man, which is Messiah, uh, comes, comes along. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will raise to live, and those who have done what is evil will be raised to condemnation. And here, uh, the, the judgment's already understood, those who do evil and those who do good. And uh, who, who has the power to give life? Jesus. Jesus has the power uh, to give life here. I told you we were going to work hard tonight. Oh. <laughs> so so here, we, here we go. All right, let's go to our next slide. By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who has sent me. So he gets his confirmation, not in himself, and not from other people, but from who? God. I was... Uh, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine in, in uh, Atlanta, and, and we chat quite often, okay? We, we talk about stuff quite often. And uh, I said something about uh, Bible class and, and uh, that kind of thing, and I, I think he picked up maybe on some kind of a negative vibe on my part or something, He's, and, he, and he reminded me. He says, you do your job, and God will do his job. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm working on this text, and his voice came to me again. You know, the only approval that we should be looking for is in God. And I know we need community. I know, and I enjoy community, Okay. But when push comes to shove and the bottom line is there, sometimes that's the only place that you should ever, that's the only place that you would look for confirmation on what you're doing and, and how God is leading you. Because sometimes other people don't understand. Go ahead, Daryl. Well, this thing about knowing what God wants for us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and he's leading you to do the right thing in the, in the process. He's leading you to do the right thing. That that is, God is leading Jesus to do the right thing. Okay, and then of course we follow him, and he's leading us to do the right thing. And maybe others do not understand that. And there may, may, okay. So I felt called to preach, okay? I, I felt that, okay? And if I was going to boil that down, here's what I would, I would say is I had experienced the grace of God 
and I thought everybody ought to have it. You know, that's a good way to put it, okay, and I know it, but that's about the, the way I would explain it, okay? My dad thought I was nuts. He thought I'd, I, I would just absolutely go on bonkers. Uh, and Joan just scratches her head and looks at, oh, my, I don't want to do with this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's dangerous to do that, you know. Sometimes you, you have a sense that God has spoken to you and others are not going to understand. They're just not going to. It doesn't make them a bad person. It just shows their limits and understanding. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, but, but, um, the, the, yeah, yeah, the problem is, yeah, the, it, it, it takes it up higher and to another level. And, and that becomes a problem. I mean, you know, I'm talking about you know, understanding and, and being able to talk about it. Okay, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, and I didn't know either. That's, that's a problem. We we were we were you know we're we're just kids together. I mean, Joan and I we're 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 just kids at that time. I, I'm gonna say I was what 24, 20, 23, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, thank you, thank you. Very very kind. That's very kind. Yeah. Yeah, in, in the next chapter, too, we, we will be addressing that 
uh, in nuts and bolts there because that's the feeding of the 5,000. The provision of God. Frank, you going to say something? Go ahead. Yes. That's a good, that's, yeah. It, 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 it's, as, it's as natural, but it is also unnatural. Yeah, go ahead. That's 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 yeah that's that's exactly where I was yeah. And I think that's that's what John was telling in a sermon on on Sunday morning. You you got to be careful if you start looking to other people for that. And uh, although we need other people and we need community, I go okay. I'm not going to do it. But uh, there is a bottom line sometimes that God speaks to you and you have to step out. Go ahead. Now, that was great insight, Phil Barr. Great great insight. Go ahead. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, all right. Um, by myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. My judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. That's a wonderful statement. But you understand now how John is doing this, okay? He's doing this in a big discourse, and um, I actually uh, could not keep focus on the, on the whole discourse as I went through this. I just, I'm sorry, I didn't, I just couldn't do that. So we'll just take it as bits and pieces, okay? We'll learn, we'll learn uh, what, what we can from that. Okay, uh, where are we at now? Oh, the only judgment, okay. Um, It's, it's, a, it's a perfect judgment because he has the perfect mind of God, he has the perfect holiness, he has the perfect love, and he has the perfect uh, sympathy of, of God. And that's, that's how he can uh, be that just. Uh, now here's the, John loves to call in witnesses, and they, they witness to who Jesus is. Okay, he loves to do that. Uh, I think the, the biggest one we've had so far was John the Baptist, uh, who, who tells us about Jesus. Um, he must increase, I must decrease, and, and tells us uh, about Jesus. Okay, if I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent to John, you have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. Okay? Testifies about Jesus, who Jesus is. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention that so that you might be saved. John was a lamp 
that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have testimony weightier than that of John for the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing testify that the Father has sent me. You see, he's looking for testimony as to who Jesus is, and he's calling in witnesses now, and they witness to that. Okay, let's go to our next one there. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form. And remember, Jesus sees it because he is mimicking God here on earth. He sees what God is doing and he does it. Okay. Nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe on the one he sent. Jesus is talking about himself. There are people who don't believe in him. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify of me. Now, what's, what's the testimony there now? Where's the testimony coming from on this right now, these two lines? Old Testament. Oh, right, the Old Testament scriptures are, te are testify there. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Now, we need to talk about those who are refusing. They are called the Jews. These are the leadership of the Jewish nation, okay? Of which Nicodemus is part. You know, he'll come up later. I think in chapter 7, he comes up later, and then uh, again in 19. But that's the ones who's rejecting him, okay? Sometimes we, we lose sight of that. Phil Barr helps me with that every once in a while. He says, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and it makes that, makes that clear that John uses the idea of the Jews differently from any of the rest of the gospel writers, okay? And so you've got to read in that. When it comes up again, I'm sure I will, will remember uh, to, to make mention of that. Yeah, you refuse to come to me to, to have life. Um, I do not accept glory from human beings. That's what we've been talking about, okay? But I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come to my, in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone comes in his own name, you will accept him. And so they're accepting the uh, will of God from some charlatans who are seeking to please people, and they say, oh, yeah, what a, what a nice guy he is, okay? But they're missing out because they're rejecting Jesus along the way because, because Jesus uh, is, is testifying here. And the Scriptures testify. So he's got these witnesses for it. God testifies. All right, we'll go to the next one here. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from only God? And that's, that's, the, that's the problem, okay? All right. But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser, accuser is Moses. Now, that, what are we doing? We're calling in that, that scripture again. 
uh, for, for the witness, Moses, um, because that, that would be their, um, their high muckety-muck would be Moses, okay? The first five books of the Bible, the, the law, as, 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 they, as they, would, they would say. Um, and, and let me see, uh, how can you believe that? Moses, on whom your hopes are set, um, meaning they, they, they think that in the law they will find life, and you cannot find life in the law. Uh, if you believed in Moses, you would believe in me, for he wrote about me. Again, there's that witness. Who's witnessing there? Moses, Scripture, law. That's, that's what uh, Jesus is, is saying there. Um, but since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? And the problem is what? They won't. They won't. They won't. And so he calls, called in those witnesses, uh, and the ultimate condemnation is they won't even believe Moses, really, because Mo Moses wrote of him, okay? All right. Yes? Um, Moses wrote in there about the Messiah and the M Messiah coming, uh, and, and those kinds of uh, passages, okay? Those are, Jesus takes them for him. He said, he's talking about me when he talks about the Messiah. Yeah. And so whenever you would turn up on one of those uh, passages in the Old Testament, um, it, it, would, it would turn up, okay? Um, and to, to get a little, uh, a little more nitpicking, uh, there's a few characters that turn up in the writings of Moses that are unmistakably uh, Jesus Christ. I, I think they're unmistakably Jesus Christ. The, the one that comes to mind, first of all, is Melchizedek, uh, who's, a, who's a character, and uh, he turns up. Uh, um, he doesn't like have a mother or father. Um, and I, I can't think of right off the top of my head, uh, the other things about him, but Mel, and the, the distinctive thing is, is Abraham gives a tithe to Melchizedek, who's the king of Salem, which is the king of peace, okay? And, and those kinds of writings, you'll see that, <clears throat> and Jesus is claiming them for himself. He said, this is a clear testimony where Moses uh, gave testimony to me. And you say you believe Moses, but you don't believe this. Okay? All right. Are we good? We finished our first discourse. Okay. Now, you understand that this, these discourses have been around for 2,000 years, and they're still pondering them, trying to figure them out. Okay, and I, I don't mean figure them out like some kind of mathematical problem. I just meant understanding all that God has in there for us, okay? Okay, now I, I think I got about two and a half minutes to my credit. 
The last time I thought I had two minutes, you guys used it up before I got off of here, okay? But I, I, may call that, I may call that back, okay, about two and a half minutes. Uh, I may call that back sometimes. Are we good now or, or we think we're good, okay? This is the hardest work that John will give you, okay? The, the, dealing with these discourses are, and they're not going to get any, any better, okay? But, but we, but we got a break, you know, we, like we're going to do the uh, feeding of the 5,000 and we're going to walk on water. Those are, those are exciting and wonderful times, okay? Uh, but then we'll, we'll slip off into another discourse, okay? We got a long way to go, okay? I guarantee you, now I don't know how long we will be in chapter 6, but I guarantee in chapter 6 there will be some very exciting things, okay? Okay. Anybody want to say something? Lord, we thank you for your love toward us in your son. Lord, be patient with us as we try to understand your son, John, and these writings. We'll work as hard as we can to understand them. Ask your Holy Spirit to bless us with insight. Make us as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.